You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe <coughs> commuting from your bedroom <coughs> into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. It is May 19th, 8.01 a.m. It is a great day to be alive. It is a great day for No Agenda Friday. There is a lot on my mind uh, about a lot of things. But more importantly, what's on your mind? I need to do a music fade out. It always uh, gets very motivating there when the music starts and pumping and <clears throat> I've still got this cough that just won't go away. If it's still with me next week, uh, we've got to go to the steroid. We've got to go to that, you know, pregnazone. Um, it helped last time. Um, but it's kind of ridiculous that I'm still, you know, coughing and dry hacking, cough, whatever they call it. <coughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, nothing I can do about it, I suppose. Well, I suppose there's a lot I can do about it. Um but uh, that will be next week. So I'm going to invite everyone up because it's No Agenda Friday. Um, and come up anytime you want. Tell me what's on your mind. Good morning, Mr. Influencer X slash Will. Did you see the follow-up email, by the way? I have not. I've been so uh, busy this week. I haven't looked at anything uh, on my emails. What did I miss? Well, we just sent uh, we just sent um, a, uh, a thank you email um, that has my speech and um, 
you know, we're uh, and just like some follow ups as well. So, you know, hoping to move a few passes uh, from the people that attended. Uh, I'm going to extend the offer to people who attended, which is if you buy one, I'll give you one pass. Seems like a seems like a fair option. Um, you know, for people that were in attendance, you know, like I wanted everyone to win. So the people that were there were able to come to dinner if they chose to. Um, and so we'll see if anyone bites at that. And um, and then, yeah, and uh, uh, the Alpha Beta talks will roll out next week. Um, so we are, uh, we're, I, I can give you some like updates in terms of who has signed on already. Um, I'm doing like a massive, massive outreach um, to existing Alpha Talk speakers and to new people um, with the goal of just, I mean, from a value add standpoint, you know, a paid member like you, for example, you don't, you don't even, your pass is not even one day old or young. So the way I see it is everything, when we look back and say, you know, almost a year of, of Alpha uh you know, of Collective Cafe, um, you know, all these alpha beta talks, just all value-add, access to me, all value-add. Um, and I feel like when people look back on it, they, there are going to be plenty of people that say, hey, I've re- I got my value, I got $2,500 worth um, of value from this pass, even before you actually officially opened. So that's kind of like my North Star here. That's my goal. That's my hope is that that's what people will say. <clears throat> um, again, it's aspirational, it's directional. So let me tell you who's uh, signed on. Um, we're going to have Bruce Turkell, we're going to have Drew Austin and Whitney Lawrence, and those are our three. Uh, Rini's going to give one too, um, and um, and she's a great speaker as well. So yeah, we're going to have 14 or 15 of these talks all lined up between now and Labor Day, and then another 52. And that's pretty damn awesome to, to be able to roll that out. So I'm excited about that. Peter Prop is here. Wow. And, and he's gone. He was here and he was gone. Um, I didn't even see him come in. I got to say hello to him. Um, I know who he is. Let's say, let's try and get get him back. Some people come in, they're not sure what it is. Come back. I'll bite your... Um, <laughs> I just said come back. Uh, good morning, Praxim. Oh, there he is. <laughs> hey, Peter. Long time no see, my friend. Um, it is No Agenda Friday, so I'm inviting you all up uh, to the stage on No Agenda Friday. Everybody gets a chance to come up and we have a discussion. It's kind of whatever's on your mind. Uh, it is, um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's open mic, it's AMA, it's working session, or just hang out in the audience and get a feel, uh, Peter, of of um, of what we do here on, on, on a Friday, but also on a weekly basis. Um, <clears throat> so a few things on my mind. Uh, Praxim, uh, I'm sure there's a lot on your mind. Uh, the whole psych, psych, what's it? Psyops, Ben.eth launch. Um, is it a rug? Isn't it a rug? That seems to be, you know, pretty damn big in the whole uh, Pepe. There's a lot of hype going on in Web3 at the moment, for sure. Um, so some people might want to talk about that. Some people might want to talk about the fact that OpenAI open is now, ChatGPT is now uh, mobile. Mobile. So I, I was playing on I was playing uh, on my uh, you know ChatGPT mobile, um, and uh, I basically, <laughs> I mean this is like in my mind. My mind's crazy. 
I said, if I was God, how would I explain tokenization to Moses? Uh, that was my, and good morning, Surly Red as well. <coughs> so the response was, if you were God, I mean, how narcissistic am I, by the way? In my apologies. I said, if you were God, oh, sorry, ChatGPT said, if you were God explaining the concept of tokenization to Moses, you might frame it in terms he could understand, drawing from his, his historical and cultural context. Moses, remember the tablets on which I wrote the Ten Commandments? Those tablets symbolized my word and law. They were a physical representation of something spiritual and abstract. Now imagine instead of tablets, I gave you a small invisible mark, a token, if you will. The token would hold the same meaning and value as the tablets, representing the commandments. It could be passed from person to person, but it would always retain its original meaning and value. Just like that in the world of the future, people will be able to create these digital tokens. They can represent anything, a piece of land, an hour of work, a basket of grain, even a song or painting. These tokens can be easily traded and exchanged without needing to physically move the thing they represent. This process, called tokenization, will become a foundation of commerce in the future, enabling people to trade and transact in new, efficient ways. And then God said, by the way, if you ever come across a collective called Alpha Collective, I recommend that you buy a membership pass, which I thought was really nice coming from God. Um, but uh, that last part may have been just inserted by me. Um, but anyway, so I've been playing with that. Um, but Praxim, you're off mic. How are you, my friend? And then we'll say hello to Peter, who's on stage. Um, what do you think about uh, God explaining tokenization to Moses? I want to know why God is explaining tokenization. <laughs> because I asked him to. That's a, that's a, but you know, if, if there's an omnit up, I can't even speak this morning. Omnipotence. God already knows what it is. So um, yeah, but Moses doesn't. Moses doesn't. Why does Moses need to know? I don't know. I needed this to is, know. So this is why how the you know your your little discussion and thought process this morning makes me think of how do you get to the next one billion? They don't need to know. They just need to use the thing that gets them the the one billion things: contracts or housing or digital twinning or whatever the use case for tokenization is, and not the actual tokenization. Well, I was just thinking those tablet tokens would be uh, they'd have a high floor price. I think <laughs> by three. <laughs> by three if you can <laughs> that's hysterical well that's what i've been telling people to do with alpha collective is buy two one to keep and one to flip so you know but but there were originally three uh, you know uh there were originally three tablets at least according to history of the world uh with mel brooks so you know there you go you anyway. 15 command i mean 10 yeah. commandments <laughs> any anyway uh peter how are you welcome He's off mute, but uh, by the way, Discord has Discord uh, acts up sometimes. So we'll wait for you. Just talk when you can talk. Sometimes it helps to, you know, uh, how do we do a quick Discord, um, a quick Discord uh, update? Sometimes you have to, if you're new in Discords, sometimes you can do, you know, you have these things called deafen, you know, like at the bottom, if you can hear me, like you see where it says like user settings, there's a thing called deafen, there's a thing called mute, you've dropped down. So you might, like, if you want to, if you figured uh, maybe you couldn't talk whatever, you can raise your hand. Um, but just to give you a quick update on Collective Cafe, we've been doing this every day since August. Um, Mondays, Manifestation Monday, Tuesdays, Thought Leadership Tuesday, Wednesdays, Wellness Wednesday, Thursday, we're doing live book reads, Friday, um, 
and and I did, and I made an uh, a, a, there's a lot to share with you guys um <clears throat> from June our monthly book reads will now be reserved for members of Alpha Collective um they can be Alpha Talk speakers and there are a ton of them that are authors uh or members that now want to actually uh promote their books um Matt Thielman, uh, Thielman who was uh in yesterday uh, he is buying into Alpha Collective, and his book, This Is Coaching, will be our June book. And he loves it. I mean, he just he actually really wants to figure out Web3 for coaching and Web3 for authors. Um, so oh. we, we discussed it, and so we have our June. We have a new member. We actually have several new members now. Um, you know, Kevin Lee bought into it. He's got a uh, – he's just launched a product. He's a, one of the uh, SEO, I think, OGs. Uh, Michael Donnelly, ex Coca Cola, and uh, Johnson and Johnson. He's now at the ANA. Um, he just bought a pass, so we're starting to move, um, and we're gonna move quickly. I feel once the momentum gathers, once we deliver these fifteen or sixteen um, alpha talks or alpha beta talks. Um, I also wanted to tell you, um, besides the fact that we have our June speaker and a new member. Um, I was thinking this morning and I had a thought and my thought is uh, it's a collective cafe thought which is we launch um, uh, a competition, uh, an incentive, uh, a referral incentive. It's kind of flip the funnel-esque um, amongst our kind of OGs in, uh, you know, like for example, um, everyone here today, I mean, well, you're a full member, but I would say, you know, Praxim and Bez for sure um, right behind them is Jen, so right behind them is you, Will. Um, but um, what we're going to do is the member that refers the most people to the Collective Cafe uh, will give a pass to, um, and the deadline will be the end of the year. And then what we'll do is if we hit a group goal, everyone that has a minimum of a certain number of referrals will get a free pass. So I'll, exp- I'll, I'll say that again. So basically, we're going to start a referral incentive, a leaderboard amongst people in the Collective Cafe for referrals to the Collective Cafe. We're not even, <coughs> we're not even talking about buying passes into, into Alpha Collective, just people that want to start their day off on the right foot, on the front foot, um, and get this beautiful sense uh, and share this amazing product. I mean, I don't know about you, but as I've said many times, this is the highlight of my morning. This is the highlight of my day. I've learned so much. I've discovered so much about myself. Um, every day I've got new connect. I've got new content. Um, and I think some of the things we've created here and discussed here are I would basically you know, put on my resume in terms of some of the smartest IP that I've ever delivered uh, or developed. And it's free. But what we're going to do is we're essentially going to say that – Anyone, you know, like for example, I don't know what the goal is, but the goal might be a hundred, the group goal, which means if we had a hundred people in our audience on any given day between now and the end of the year, every member that has that has contributed, let's say a minimum of ten people will get a free pass. But if we don't hit that goal at the end of the year, the member that has referred the most people will get a free pass. Now I'd like to throw that out and put it, uh, put it out to you and see what you think. You know, uh, do you, do you want to build it? We can, we can actually 
uh, craft this and mold this together, this incentive. Because the reality is the collective cafe is ours. It's not mine. It's not this, none of this is mine. You know, I, I might have conceived the idea, um, but I don't own it in terms of controlling it. I want to share it. I want to share the love. I want to share the wealth. I mean, that is the whole vision behind shared values, shared ownership, shared rewards. I want people to be a part of this collective because they share the values that not only I share, but we share. And then we all feel like owners. You feel like an owner when you act like an owner. But feeling and acting like an owner and not getting a reward, to me, is unacceptable. And so, like, this was a nagging thing in my mind, you know, throughout my life before Web3. Even when I, you know, when people knew me, were, you know, before writing Life After the 30 Second Spot or, <coughs> or Flip the Funnel, it's just like every person, every one of you has said, I feel like I work there. I feel like they should pay me. I've referred more units to this company than, you know, like, I feel like I'm a sales. We've all been there where we evangelize, evangelize, evangelize so much. And we, we want people to buy this product. And yet we're not validated, we're not acknowledged, we're not incentivized, we're not compensated, nothing. If you go back to Flip the Funnel, the eye of idea, acknowledgement, dialogue, incentivization, and activation, has two R's, recognize reward and reward. Reward is clearly some kind of compensation, but recognition is not. It's customer of the month. I said we have employees of the month. Why not have a customer of the month? It's status. It's, it's I appreciate you. It's shout outs. It's, you know, it's the ability for us to, you know, I mean, acknowledgement, validation is so powerful as a motivator. It doesn't always have to be greasing the palm <clears throat> of somebody else with silver. You know, he has three Jaffe coin. Uh, what does that mean? You know, he has 45 cents. It's an insult. But when we can actually make that into something that is more tangible, like we used to do with Nando's, he has a bottle of Perry Perry. That bottle of Perry Perry cost, let's say, you know, $5.50, but it cost maybe $2.50 to make. And when you gave it to someone in their hand, it was like a trophy. We have to remember that. That we can still compensate and still incentivize in monetary and non-monetary. In things that, are, that have a price and in things that are priceless. In things that sometimes <clears throat> give access. You know, Bears had an opportunity, for example, to ask Tom Peters and hang out with Tom Peters. I mean, soon, th that is part of the access that full members get being part of Alpha Collective is the 30-minute town hall with some of these speakers. If you don't believe that I'm not going to get some of the biggest names, if you don't think that I'm, if you don't think that I am not going to, uh, you know, rest until we have the real Kevin Rose, um, and I say the real Kevin Rose always because one of our uh, members and uh, uh, at Deloitte, his name is Kevin Rose. Um, so I keep saying the real Kevin Rose. Uh, but Gary V and, and Kevin Rose and, and Paris Hilton, I'll get all of them. Trust me, I will never stop until I get all of them. 
and and then people have access to it. So all of these things are coming. And I just wanted to share this idea. First of all, um, you know, Will and Praxim, you're on stage. What do you think of this idea of a incent of a kind of a group community challenge and incentive to get to let's say a hundred people in the room? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's a. I think it's a great idea. I, I think well, what you've got, what you're building, uh, Joseph, is is pretty amazing. I, I even love the name. You know, it's the collective cafe. You know, like you just uh, said before. You know, it's not your cafe; it's our cafe. And, and I believe that you know we're. Uh, you know, some people might say, "Well, things are kind of moving uh, kind of slowly in here," but you know, sometimes you got to take the time, like you're doing, to build things right and invite the right people in. You know, it really makes no sense just to get a bunch of people in here if they're a bunch of knuckleheads. You know what I mean? So um, I love the conversations. I don't get in here very much because this is the time that I'm normally working. I played hooky today. <laughs> and uh, so now I get to hang out with you guys this morning. I love it. Um, but I'm really looking forward to what you're going to build. And I think if we bring some more quality people in here that like are in here right now, um, this can really be a fun place as well. Um, in, in addition to being educational, um, you know, I, I believe we'll make some great friends and make some great relationships. I, I so t- let's do it, man. Yeah, and I'm I, at the moment. I I'm on the leaderboard. I brought in all of you, so I'm I've got. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not not on the leaderboard. Um, but um, but yeah. So I mean, listen. It, it starts on Monday. Uh, it starts on Monday, and you know why I love the idea. I'm always innovating, I'm always thinking, and I'm always trying to apply my principles. And what I love about this is that, first of all, even the, the exact terms of the challenge, we get to discuss together and agree on. Like we, this is, you know, this is the proof. You know, this is the proof. You know, uh, funnily enough, Will, you were talking to me when you were thinking about joining. You were like, like, how do I know that, that like, you're not going to be the, you didn't say it in these words, but how do I know you're not going to be the autocrat, right? Like, how do I know that, like, like that, it, that you're going to want to share and, and, you know, and, and even the money coming in, um, like how, you know, how, how are you going to distribute it with the community? I told you about the 100 ETH challenge, um, but I'm proving it right now, right? Which is we get to, whoever shows up gets to be a part of the almost steering committee, like today, we're like, you know, someone may show up on Monday and go, oh, man, I would have loved to have been part of that, you know, discussion. Well, me too. But you weren't there and it just, and but you still can. It's not like, you know, there's no FOMO. It's just we get to steer it today because we're here because we showed up. On Monday, we'll steer something else. <clears throat> but what I like about it is, you know, the, the whole, I, I, I'm very troubled by, zero sum type of thinking when it comes to loyalty and when it comes to incentivization. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's like one person wins and they when when one person when a person wins anything, when a team wins, by definition it means somebody loses. And that's not fair. But life isn't fair. And it's so like sometimes you have to accept it. You know, this is what I've told my son many times when our team has lost or even his team lost. I was like, yeah, you didn't win, but they did. And they can't win without you losing. And you can't win without them losing. That's just the way it goes. And so for everybody that's happy and celebrates, someone commiserates and is sad. 
And you have to actually be happy for the people that win when it's not you because one day it will be you and hopefully they'll be happy for you too. So in some cases, it's just, it is, it is what it is. You know, it's the opposite. I've had many discussions in, 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 uh, on Joseph Jaffe's Not Famous about the, the problem with millennials or Gen Zers today. The problem with is, you know, everyone gets a participation trophy. Um, well, it's a problem, but it also isn't. Like everyone getting a POEP today, um, why is that a problem? It isn't a problem. It shouldn't be a problem. Why can't we all win at times, but other times just one person wins? Um, and it's rhetorical because they can. So today everyone gets a POEP, great. Um, one person will win by being on top of the leaderboard. But where it gets interesting, and this is where the community, where the collective, where the shared comes in, is if we all agree on a fair shared goal, a fair shared goal, then is there a way that all of us can benefit together? So we don't actually feel like we're, like we are in part competing with one another, friendly, you know, kind of respectful, healthy, but we also are working with one another towards a greater goal. Now, in a perfect world, and the world is not perfect, but I feel like what we're building here, if one of you were to win, the others would congratulate them at the end of the year. Because this, again, this is our collective cafe. And because of that, we get to share in what we are building. And the fact that one of us won a prize and, and we didn't is, in a way, irrelevant because we all won by creating a better experience and a better cafe. But then at the same time, what if we could all win? And you will notice that even in this idea, listen, I just half-baked it up this morning. It's not like, you know, it's not like I've been sitting plotting this thing on a whiteboard. Is There still is a minimum threshold. So what you don't want is a, is a passenger, right? What you don't necessarily want is a free lunch. So it's still like, I think there are three tiers, right? There's someone who sits in the audience that goes, this is great, but I don't want to participate. And or... This is great. I participated, but I don't meet the threshold. That's fine. Then you've got the next tier, which is I participated. I met the threshold and I won or I didn't win. And then the third one is I won. I was number one. And that itself has two components. I won, but then everyone won. I should get more or I'm fine that I didn't get more. <clears throat> or the other version is, you know, kind of, uh, I mean, I won and, uh, and you know, no one else won and, and that's fine too. So like it's actually kind of multifaceted if you think about it. And that's, and I feel comfortable at the moment. Let's, let's sleep on it this weekend and let's think about it. But I think the goal is 100 people in the collective cafe by the end of the year and anyone who has referred 10 or more people would then win a free pass to the Alpha Collective. That's worth $2,500. And if we don't hit 100, then the person who has referred the most by the end of the year with a minimum of 10, we'll, put that, we'll keep that minimum in there, we'll get a free pass. What do you, what do you think, Praxim? 
oh, I'm I'm the worst at these things. This is actually one of those places where my skills don't align to the to the outcome. But I was my my side comment was I did buy a bottle of Nando's hot sauce because I was so intrigued from your descriptions over the past couple of months. And did you like it? I do like it. I'm a, I'm I was a much more hot sauce fanatic. I um, stepped back a little bit from the crazy chasing spicy food, but it was very good. And I actually had it on some fried chicken. Obviously, not Nando's fried chicken, but on some fried chicken. That's like a crossing swords. You can't do that if you put if you put. Uh... Nando's sauce on another on on a Kentucky Fried Chicken. That, well, I didn't say Kentucky. I just cook some up at home. Well, that causes um, a, that causes a rip or rift in the time space continuum. Oh, is it like cr- crossing the streams and uh, crossing streams? What did I say? Yeah, crossing swords. Don't cross the streams. Yeah, I, I I probably said things I shouldn't have said there, but uh, or or uh, crossing the Rubicon. I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, so. Um, I think the idea is sound. My ability to execute is just crap for that. So no, it's, it it actually it. So so this is the beauty of it, right? First of all, you have the ability. You have the ability based on just a conversation around a, a water cooler or casual. You don't. You you're not. You're not being sent as an emissary or you know or a warrior. You 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 can. The beauty of this of the cafe is you can do as much as you want or as little as you want and you are and you're accepted and embraced that's the diff- that, that that's the rule the rule is this is a cafe where you can come in and you can spend as much time as you want at the moment and no one's going to ask you to leave or to buy something you know they might you know bring samples around and say this is he has something he has a new product are you interested in but you're not forced to buy it you don't have to buy in. You have to buy into the community, but you don't have to buy the community. And so, you know, at one point, imagine, imagine Discord did say there's 100 people maximum. Well, then, then the, it does move to a, we're so sorry, but if you haven't bought a pass, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Or, you know, that, I mean, that's the idea. I'm not saying we do that because... Discord doesn't have a hundred minimum. What I'm talking about, it's like when you go into a Starbucks, for example, if someone's been sitting there for eight hours, haven't bought, hasn't bought anything, you know, and there are people that have bought that can't find seats. It's understandable to say something or or figure out a policy. There has to be fairness, you know, reciprocity. There has to be fairness. Uh, um, reciprocal fairness is what I wanted to say. There has to be reciprocal fairness, and um, and I think it's important to recognize that it's not just all about us, the entitled customer. It's also about them, the seller, the producer, the manufacturer, um, you know, the the owner, and they have mouths to feed. Not only their own, their own families, but employees. This is the kind of idea of tearing down these fake artificial walls, you know, that, that, that basically said, you're a customer, you know, employees only, right? Customers only. Like, I just think like, there's just such a beautiful blur. Um, Bear said, um, what is the name of the author that will do a book read in June? What is the name of, of, of his book? Uh, his name's Matt Thieleman. And uh, his book is called This Is Coaching. I had an amazing, amazing conversation with him um, in um, 
you know, on my show. And I'll send you a few links today when someone else is talking, the YouTube, um, uh, Amazon, and uh, also um, the LinkedIn article. Um, but yeah, very, 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 uh, very interesting conversation. Um, good morning, Peggy, as well. Um, there's the other thing you were talking about is there is, I'm also going to absolutely implement an incentive for growing the business from the inside out. That is flip the funnel. Uh, it's always been there, but just as we start to gain momentum, members referring other members um, absolutely will be factored into, you know, will be factored into some kind of an incentivization. Um, so how did you hear about us? Um, it's important to build that into the ecosystem. At the moment, what I'm doing, and then we'll kind of like just segue into something else, if anything else is on your mind, is that people that came to our event, uh, we are going to offer them, we are offering them, a, if you buy one or more passes, we'll give you another pass. And you can keep it, you can flip it, you can share it, you can give it away. Um, I feel comfortable with that from a momentum standpoint. But I don't want to, you know, dilute or discount too much and too often. Um, but yeah, so there's definitely going to be something there as well. Um, but but in terms of things going on, Praxim, have you got any thoughts on, uh, I I was listening to a, a, sci, a PsyOps or PsyOps, PsyOps uh, watch party. I'm actually listening to a watch party. It's ironic on Twitter spaces. And apparently Ben.eth was testing the contract and moving things around. And there's still all this massive conversation about, uh, you know, I mean, it, it appears it isn't a rug, but is it a rug? I mean, four or $5 million was sent to this wallet without anything back in return, which is unbelievable. And what, have you been following this at all? A little bit. Um, yeah, stuff like that is total, like, uh, what do they call that? Wash, washing, like when you when you sell it to yourself from wallet to wallet, like an undisclosed wallet to another wallet. Wash I, I don't believe there's somebody willfully just sent somebody five million dollars. There's always, if all the money. If you can get to the bottom of it, there's always something at the bottom of it. So you don't you don't believe that the that the um, intentions and even just like kind of when you when you kind of like go into the sausage factory, uh, you might see some poor horses that are being led to the grinder. Well, possibly, but just I think a lot of these people that... Look, I, I, I've watched his channel off and on for the past couple of years. Um, is he a pundit? Sure. But he's also makes money off the community and off of uh, uh, YouTube, right? So he created a coin. He created value out of thin air. Um, it wouldn't surprise me that they pulled a one of the playbooks of like when I, was it Doge? I don't know. Whoever sent money to Vitalik, right? And Vitalik turned around and sold it, <laughs> and then burned the rest, or maybe it burned it and then sold the rest. Whatever the sequence was, but the net net is they turned something free, and it was the 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 people in the audience that were the exit liquidity. That's this is this play all over again. It's um how it's, do you not how do you not know the wallets that are sending you this amount of money from the inception of something that didn't exist yesterday? 
What do you mean? How do you not know? I mean, I, I, I suppose the point is that is that every wallet that sent now that sent point two ETH, two ETH, whatever, they will get their ver- they will get their tokens now airdrop to them. Isn't that all? Yeah. Or- but you still have to have a marketplace for that token to have value. So right? what- somebody has to be the exit liquidity for the token to go from an entity in a wallet to value. So it, it, it's interesting. This is, um, you know, the, this this is interesting because it, it comes back even to that first conversation that I had earlier, right? Which is for every person that wins, by definition, someone will lose. It it's ironically ironically when this idea of um, this concept of exit liquidity. You are someone else's exit liquidity. Correct. Right? Uh, every time every time you buy in, someone is selling out. And, and the reality is, I mean, is, is it oversimplified to just talk about win and lose in this space? I'd like to jump in there uh, just a yeah. You know, I, I tell you what, you know, uh, Web3 is meant, you know, to be, you know, built. So there's a little bit more of, you know, your transactional volume on a regular basis. It's not, it's, yeah, of course, it's buy and sell, but it's not about exit liquidity. It's about creating an ecosystem. Um, you know, you think of the US dollar, for example, um, although that's probably a Ponzi scheme in itself. But we won't get into that conversation. But, you know, whether it's a token, whether it's cryptocurrency, <laughs> you know, it's really just meant to be traded. You know what I mean? Almost like bartered for something else. And then, and then you, and then like, for example, if somebody paid me and, and, and a coin, um, and then maybe instead of cashing it and I hold it so I could pay somebody else with that coin and just kind of pass it around. So, um, but it, so it really just depends on, you know, what community you're a part of, what project you're a part of. But yeah, a lot of, honestly, probably 90% of most crypto projects are Ponzi schemes. Honestly, they are. They're just big pyramid schemes. And that's the sad part. And that's why, you know, the whole crypto space, Web3 and all those things that we talk about are, you know, are viewed upon by people that don't understand blockchain at all as really nothing but scams. And that's pretty sad because, you know, blockchain technology is pretty amazing. It could be used for some amazing things, um, you know, like just, for example, holding a pass, you know, to something, an entity like the Alpha Collector Pass in this example. It gives you access, you know, to these alpha talks, to some some amazing people. And, you know, for me personally, I believe that just the value of what I will learn from coming to some of these alpha talks and from some of the relationships that I will, you know, that I'll inevitably make as part of this community is, 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 is far, you know, it, it far exceeds the value of what I pay for, <coughs> for a pass. And so, um, but yeah, you know, I, you know, we talk about exit liquidity and stuff like that. Um, yeah, sadly, that's the norm and, so, it, and it should so I think you're 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 opening up um, a massive, massive, important uh, component to all of this, which is when you sell. Imagine this. Imagine conceptually that every time you sell a coin, a token, uh, an NFT, um, you got a pop up, and the pop up came from the Department of Value and Services the DVTS, I don't know, whatever. Um, uh, And it just said, just on 
an estimate, non-binding, just census, anonymous, how much value did you get from your token and from your experience from day one to, to, to now? And you, let's say, bought the token at one ETH and you sold it at 0.5, okay? And you say, like, in ETH terms, right, you put in the dollar value, it works it out, that you got 0.6 worth of value. Well, guess what? You actually made 0.1 on the deal. If we started thinking like that, not just in terms of customers, but actually, like, you know, sellers, um, it would change everything. The amount of times, I mean, I could go and I could pick, hell, I'm just going to pick anyone. Um, oh, here's a good one. The in-betweeners. I've never, I don't think I've even been in in um, the server, the Discord. I think I might have gone to verify. I missed the very first one, the big hype one, Justin Bieber, blah, blah, blah. Gas was like 200 I was all upset about it, you know, because at the time things were still hype. Um, then they had this derivative thing lately. I don't even remember why, but I bought it. Every, you know, every time I'm still hoping that anything new launches now that it's going to be different, it still isn't. But I can honestly say that whatever I sell it for, I would input that how much value did I get at zero. Zero, because I didn't do anything. I didn't connect. I didn't... Like I don't, I don't even know if I ever even changed my PFP. So there, the only way that I can judge my value exchange over the lifetime of this purchase, just like capital gains, it's capital gains and capital losses. It's simple. I paid one ETH, I sold it for one ETH, therefore I came out evens. But the reality, of course, we know is that that's not quite true because there's gas involved, A, and B, there's an opportunity cost. What didn't I buy? What couldn't I buy? Because I'd committed my funds to this. And then there's another component to it as well, of course, right? Which is not just what could I buy and what didn't I buy, but what could that money have earned me if I'd put it in the bank? Not much, especially if it's like, you know, First Republic Bank or whatever, a bank that's uh, a little bit of a banking joke there. So if we actually think about what we're building here, conceptually, if you can see this in your mind, I can see it in my mind, we're actually building like a decision tree that actually helps people manage their own expectations or their community's expectations in terms of quantifying and qualifying value received, perceived, exchanged, consumed, um, etc. There, like for example, even the fact that you, like I'm wearing my Doodles PFP. I've been wearing it every day since I bought it. I bought it at 3.7. I think at the moment it's 2.5 or 2.6 or 2.7. Have I got value from being a Doodle? Uh, at the moment, I would say No. Nothing. Uh, I have met the CMO and I'm trying to get both the CMO and the CEO either on as Alpha Talk speakers and or um, on my show. At the moment, I haven't pulled, uh, I haven't flexed. I haven't said, 
and I, I wouldn't, but I just conceptually like stay with me on this one. You, you owe me, you know, you need to be on my show. You need to buy a pass. You need to be an Alpha Talk speaker because I bought a doodle. I own you. I own a piece of you. I'm not saying that because I don't believe it. It's not true, right? I could, I could actually buy into a community in order to gain access to a certain person or, or people or an event or whatever. I'm just talking about even B2B networking. My whole point here is that when you wear your PFP, sometimes you're wearing it for them and sometimes you're wearing it for you. You don't think that if I ever get a bored ape, I'm not going to wear it. Of course I'm going to wear it. I'm not wearing it for them. I'm wearing it for me. I'm saying, look at me. I got a bored ape. I made it. Hey, mom, up there in heaven, I made it. I'm a bored ape. She's going, I failed. Um, so is there a value? You know, this idea of, of them paying us to wear their PFP. Hell, I should be paying them to wear their PFP, depend, depending on which brand is stronger. So when we actually kind of think about this, well, you're completely right. When you look back, like that's why I said conceptually, and I, and I use the word conceptually. Conceptually, if I closed Alpha Collective on Labor Day and I said, I tried to get it off the ground, I wasn't able to get it off the ground, I couldn't convert the people I tried to, and, and, and now I've got to like deal with a bunch of holders. There are going to be some holders that say, you know what, Joe, you tried your best, you did your best. I know, I saw, I know you, I've got to know you. I, was, I, I, I attended this, I didn't attend that, whatever. It's all good. It's all good. You know, honestly, I paid one ETH. I probably got 0.6 ETH of value. I'm okay to have lost 0.4. I've lost a lot more percentage-wise on a bunch of other NFTs. That would be, the, that would be fair. That would be kind. That, that I wouldn't expect it. But then there are going to be other people that, that go, you know, I want my money back. You know, I, you rugged, you did this, you did that, whatever. Um, and, but, I, but conceptually, what drives me is that people say, honestly, like, like when we sp- spoke to Bruce who was in here, he was like, hell no, I'm not selling. I love this. This is my drive. My drive is to keep is to deliver so much value before day one that people would say, even if there was never a day one, this would have been time and money well spent. What drives me is the fact that all it takes is making one connection, one connection that can change your life. That you can end up hiring them, they end up hiring you, you end up collaborating. Just one connection. And that's our problem in life is we live our life with respect to quant as opposed to qual. We live our life based on numbers. We have to. We don't have a choice. Numbers guide us. Numbers uh, inform us. And you actually need numbers. Numbers are important. If I created the challenge with you and I said the challenge is for us to grow uh, the Collective Cafe, 
and whoever grows, you know, and, and then I'll make a judgment call at the end. The worst idea in the world. You've got to put a number on it. The number is 100. Can we get 100 people in the room at any point in time between now and the end of the year? Hell, of course we can. Completely doable. Because we've got June, July, August, September, October, November, December. We've got seven months where we're going to have seven different authors with seven different communities coming in and enjoying me with my funny accent reading their book and having this discussion and then having this LinkedIn article. And slowly but surely, some of them will stay. So if Matt brings in 10 or 12 new people, and Scott has probably brought in three or four or five new people, you may end up getting you may end up getting credited for 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 just you know doing the bare minimum and that's okay too um by the way anyone can jump onto stage and anyone can jump in and interrupt me because it's no gender friday so i want to go and look at some of the comments and and praxim if you want to talk to this uh praxim says does it all just come back to the greater fool theory um uh, the intrinsic value of a cryptocurrency can be determined by its utility, scarcity, and technological application, while metrics such as transaction volume and total value locked can be used to gauge a crypto project's intrinsic value. These should not be used in isolation. So talk to us about the greater fool theory. The greater fool theory simplistically is there's always a greater fool who will come in and and be the person who pays the overvalued amount and you it's like exit liquidity they're the last fool standing you walk away with the bags and they walk away holding nothing it's even a more fundamental idea than a ponzi scheme i want to jump in right quick you were talking about knowing your numbers and i know this is a little bit off track here but uh i was just looking at the average price of a cup of coffee is five dollars so i want to make sure nobody walks away with nothing by coming here this morning so everybody that posts their solana wallet address in the uh in the chat i'm going to go ahead and send you five dollars so you can buy yourself a cup of coffee i love it will that, that's awesome hell uh, am i am i allowed to take advantage of a free cup yes sir you sure can man shall you bought me dinner last we got a really really a nice restaurant, so oh I owe God. you one. Oh my God. <laughs> don't, no. don't take my idea of greater fool or exit liquidity as some um, You're not negativity in the overall world, but these are these core underpinnings that sometimes you have to be aware of that, yes, you can build a community and it can overcome these negative what can be seen as negative stuff. I don't feel like I leave with nothing. Um, but unfortunately, we started the conversation on the Ben coin, right? I, in that community, I'm sure there's people that feel they've gotten their value out of the Ben coin. But then there's a lot of people that were the greater fool or the last man standing, so to speak, last person standing. The Which is exactly why, can you know, and this isn't even conceptual. This is actual, um, this is philosophical, right? We talk about shared values. My goal, and I've said this before to many of you, is you have to, 
the health of a community is defined by the satisfaction or the well-being or the happiness of the most downtrodden or the lowest uh, or the weakest member. And if you can lift them up and if you can, can bring them up above a minimum threshold, then everybody from a cascading standpoint will be better off. And so I don't want anyone to ever leave Alpha Collective feeling like they, they lost, whether it's money, time, um, you know, value. I, I, I don't want that. I, I don't know that I can, uh, you know, I, I can only do so much, but I can tell you it's more than just conceptual because it's like thinking about the value that you got, the value of the connections, the value of the networking, the value of the alpha talks. And before you get to the value of the token, if you don't think that that my goal is to, you know, 10x the floor, of course I'm thinking about that. Why? Because I've been a collector for two years. That's why I tell people buy two, one to keep and one to flip. Why do I say that? Because I know what it is to be a collector. I know what it is to have one token and say, hell, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do here because this thing's gone through the roof. I need the money. I want the money. How can I turn this down? But I can't afford to leave this community. It's too valuable for me. And why do I want it to 10x? I want it to or 5x or 50x or whatever because that will indicate that I have brought value to the community on the basis of supply and demand. Anybody that says the floor price is not a fair or accurate depiction of value is is the greatest fool. Not a greater fool, but the greatest fool. Absolutely, the floor price is the most cleanest, you know, simplest honest depiction of value. It is as simple as that. I will fight anyone that, that, that says otherwise. And that is a fair or an unfair statement because there are going to be days when, you know, Alpha Collective's floor price is 0.5 and there are going to be days when it's 5. But if it's 0.5, I got to work harder. We have to work harder. And if it's five, we have to work even harder. See, there's the twist, right? Remember, leaders who disrupt, they move on from the failures and they interrogate the victories. Robbie Brosen, founder of Nando's, right? You know, he said, I was more intimidated by the fear of failure than the sweet taste of success. I've changed that now for the first time. I'm more fearful of failure. I mean of success. I'm more fearful of success. Because what comes up must go down. So, you know, you enjoy and savor the victory and then you get back to work. This comes back to that ice hockey coach. He made his, his team was skating and, 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 and 
the next day after victory, they had their hardest workouts, not after failures. So ultimately, I have succeeded when everyone in the Collective Cafe, when everyone in Alpha Collective feels the same way that I do, feels the same sense of ownership, feels the same passion and purpose that I do. I won't force it on them, but if they share that with me, then we become an unbeatable team. So there are nuances. I think you want to say something, Praxim. No, no, I'm sorry. Something, it's just noise. Hey, well, you were just warned for a mass mention. What did you type? I just saw that. I was just trying to take everybody on where they could drop their Solana address so I could send them some uh, some USDC for their coffee. So we might have to get that setting changed. <clears throat> I didn't set it up. Um, but yeah, so listen, it's, it's, uh, it's almost nine. The POAP code today is uh, homecoming, one word, homecoming, uh, because I'm bringing my daughter home. I'm leaving to St. Louis later today. Uh, and then we are driving back Saturday, Sunday, um, driving through Columbus, Ohio, Ohio, and we will have her back, and I'm so excited. Uh, the car will be back, she will be back, and the dog will be here. And um, we've already seen what this dog has done to her cheap furniture, so we're, we have no clue what's going to happen here. But we can only hope that... Uh, that it is a um, peaceful homecoming for the dog. What about some of you? Weekends, weekend plans, how was your week? Anything else on your mind? Yeah, I, uh, it's been quite a week. I, my uh, youngest turned seven, and uh, happy happiest birthdays to her. And then uh, I attended a virtual product management conference on one day. Or, it was interesting, never been to one of those before. Happy birthday for your daughter. And my daughter turned 22 yesterday. Oh, look at this year's birthday. My oldest, May 18th. Some of the finest people I know were born on May 18th. I.e. your daughter and my daughter. Uh, yes. Uh, the the virtual product management conference is interesting. I actually took a day off to do it. And uh, it was good. It was good to not sit and stare at work screens for a while and learn what other people see. We had a fascinating hour-long conversation about AI. These are definitely interesting times. I saw uh, uh, Sam Altman was, uh, was testifying to Congress as well about the trimmings and the trappings and the, you know, the fears and everything. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting, interesting times. Next week... Um, I will be probably on Tuesday. I wanted to wait for like Thought Leadership Tuesday. Um, but I, um, I'll be sharing the results of the leaders who deliver, leaders who destroy and leaders who disrupt. And, um, and I have the image that I, that I commissioned on Fiverr. Um, so I'll be sharing the finished product. Remember, for those of you that were in the meeting, uh, in the meeting, in the in the the cafe that morning, 
we started off with this chart that I found on LinkedIn and it was leaders who deliver and leaders who destroy. And there were 10 characteristics. And then we kind of went through them for Steve Jobs, um, found out that eight, he was eight leaders who destroy and two of the characteristics leaders who deliver. And it just felt like ultimately if we had to classify Steve Jobs as a leader who delivered or leader who destroyed, it just felt wrong to call him a leader who destroyed just based on the fact that, you know, he had a very rough personality or abrasive approach. And so we created leaders who disrupt. Uh, I went back and I worked with ChatGPT as a partner, as a team member, as a colleague. It was a collaboration. And um, not only did we come up with the 10 equivalents for leaders who disrupt, um, but we also came up with five new ones. And I really would say I worked with ChatGPT as a, I'd like to say as an equal partner, but the reality is I was still in charge. I was the boss. So they were kind of reporting into me. And as I said, I felt like ChatGPT was someone that I might have paid about $80,000, 80 to even 100000 but in that region in terms of the level of the quality of the work that was produced. So this was like a collaboration with with like someone reporting into me probably about 30 years old, maybe, uh, you know, high 20s, low 30s, um, you know, strategist. And, uh, oh, it felt good. And you'll see the work and you'll be able to uh, uh, determine. Oh, and then we also just capped it off with examples, two leaders that deliver, two that destroy, and two that uh, disrupt. So that will be Monday or Tuesday. Have an amazing weekend, everyone. And, uh, you know, remember everything that we discussed <coughs> today. The um, <coughs> the Collective Cafe Challenge, as people come in, um, we'll, I'll create a leaderboard. We'll know who's bringing whom in. Uh, everything starts on Monday. We hit 100. Um, everybody who's contributed at least 10 people will win a free pass. Um, if we don't hit uh, 100, or even if we hit 100 but you don't have 10, um, then um, the person that wins, uh, I mean the person who's on top of the leaderboard regardless will win a free pass. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, we'll also have our first alpha talk next week. I still don't even know how the hell I'm going to do it. Uh, there may be no one on it initially, but we're going to roll it out. So it may be Rini just kind of taking one for the team and doing our first one. Um, but we will have 15 or 16 of them um, by Labor Day, and that's amazing. Um, all of this before your pass is even one day old. Um, I would say that's valuable. Uh, hopefully you will too. Uh, we have one full member here, so um, he's going to keep me honest. Um, so everyone have uh, a wonderful weekend, and I will see you on Monday. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.